It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to MLB Extras. This is the Toronto Blue Jays podcast. I'm Brittany Giroli here with BlueJays.com reporter Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, what's up? How's it going, Brittany? I'm good. So take us through what's going on up there in Toronto. Obviously, a lot of teams going through kind of a transition. The Blue Jays did it, in my opinion, in a very classy way. Uh, with the, the way they were able to say goodbye to longtime manager John Gibbons. Uh, what's the latest on who his heir apparent is? Yeah, it's. I, I mean, the Jays are kind of in a similar boat to a, to a number of teams right now uh, in trying to find that manager. And, uh, you know, it seems like they've really kind of entered the, the next stage of where things are going. I mean, Ross Atkins said he, he expected to spend the first couple weeks of, of October um, going through a, a long list of phone interviews and really narrowing the candidates. And, and from there, he expected to, to go with a final list of approximately five guys. And uh, he kind of thought that by the end of October, after after sitting down with each of those guys and in, in kind of in-person interviews, that they'd be able to find someone. So, you know, some of the names that, that are out there are, are names that have been mentioned for, for other teams as well, which makes it extra in- interesting for the Blue Jays because they could be potentially competing against uh, other teams for this. So you're looking at Joe Espada, who, who who's received interest from other teams as well and then you know interesting names like uh, Rocco Baldelli and, and and David Bell with the <clears throat> with the Giants so uh, it, it's kind of just a it, it's a challenging time for the Jays because they're also trying to balance finding out what's best for their own team uh, while also figuring out where some of these guys fit in, in some of the other interviews that are out there as well. Gregor so what in, in your mind what what makes the ideal Blue Jays candidate what do they need to do differently whether that's you know go younger go with someone who's more into analytics uh what are they kind of looking for this time around? Yeah, I think they're looking for some. Yeah, I think they're looking for a little bit more collaboration uh, than what they might have necessarily got under John Gibbons. I mean, Gibbons was a, a bit more of an old school manager, and uh, you know, he 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 did pay attention to some of the saber metrics more than people thought he did. But at the same time, uh, he is a little bit more old school, and I think we've seen a change in a lot of dugouts across Major League Baseball where uh, you know the manager is to a certain extent, uh, an extension of the front office and, and just in terms of sharing the same philosophies. And, and I think a lot of times Gibbons and uh, the current Blue Jays regime weren't necessarily always on the same page with that. And so uh, I think you're looking at somebody who uh, will have a bit kind of a, in a lot of ways is what John Farrell was for the Blue Jays back when he was here for, for the first couple of years. It's not going to be John Farrell, but a guy who also had a sense of not only the 25-man roster, but the 40-man roster uh, and, and a lot of stuff that's going on in the minor leagues as well. This isn't going to be a manager that's just concerned uh, on the day-to-day in the big leagues. He's going to be concerned about the day-to-day throughout the entire uh, major league organization. Speaking of this roster, Gregor, obviously a disappointing year for Toronto. Uh, where do they kind of go from here? How do you anticipate them being super active in free agency? And, and what's the general sense that they're they're going to try to compete or they're going to maybe reload and retool and, and be there in a couple of years? What are they thinking? Yeah, I think it's going to be a busy offseason for the Jays in terms of moves, but I don't think it's going to be I think it's still going to be a pretty quiet offseason, if that makes any sense. Like they're, they're going to they're going to be active. 
but they're not going to be really active on any big names that are going to catch a lot of attention. So they've got a lot of inventory right now where they're guys who are, uh, you know, have now come up through the the minor leagues and, and there's just not enough, uh, you know, room on the major league roster for them. They've got some in, infield depth that they can deal and they, they've got some outfield depth they can deal as well. Uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, 2019 is going to be more of the same. It's going to be it's going to be a full development year, and it's going to be the year that you know, obviously Vladimir Guerrero Jr. breaks in probably uh, in, in late April uh, after his service time issues get worked out, uh, and it's about continuing to kind of lay down that foundation. So uh, they're going to be looking for for guys with with years of control, uh, but they're certainly not going to be going out and, and spending a splash in free agency. They're going to be more likely to, to target guys on on one year deals that that can rebuild some value and, and then potentially. Uh, get some more assets at the trade deadline. So it's going to be all about those moves as opposed to to being in on any of the, the big names, either through free agency or, or even some of the bigger names in the trade. So it's it's not just Vlad Jr., but obviously he's the name that pops up uh, when it comes to Toronto, Gregor. I mean, do they have a, a pretty exciting core down there in that farm system where you can kind of see, okay, they may be three or four years away, but they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, I think the big question is whether they're going to have enough pitching, uh, but certainly on the position player side, uh, I mean, there's a lot of exciting talent coming in. And, uh, you know, that was that was the one thing that salvaged, you know, this season to a certain extent was was at least the the performance in really from mid-August on of, of some of the guys who have already now come up. Danny Jansen behind the plate uh, showed a lot of promise and there's a lot of belief that he can become, uh, you know, an everyday catcher. Uh, and, and then on the mound, there was also, you know, surprisingly uh, some performances from Sean Reed Foley and, and Ryan Barucki really kind of established himself. And uh, so, that, you know, this that was about the tail end of this year and next year is going to be about Guerrero. Uh, it's going to be talking about where Bo Bichette is uh, at his de- stage of development. And then it's going to be about getting some other guys who, who were uh, big name prospects like Anthony Alford, who, who had a bit of a down season this year, uh, trying to see uh, where exactly they fit on, onto this, this kind of landscape. But yeah, this is the most depth uh, certainly that this organization has ever had in the minor leagues over the last 10 years or so. It, it's been a long time since they've been working with this kind of, this, this kind of depth. In terms of payroll with this team, given that they have such a young, exciting core, do you see them kind of keeping that payroll small next season or keeping it around where it's at? I mean, do you see any big changes when it comes to payroll for them? Yeah, they're they're definitely going to go down, uh, no question. Uh, I think they're still going to have a bit of financial flexibility to to spend some money. I think they're going to spread it around similarly to what they did last year where uh, you know, they spent $5 million a piece on, on, on four or five different guys. I could see a similar approach where, uh, you know, you target something like that, like Jaime Garcia example, it didn't work out for them this year, but they signed him to a, you know, a one-year deal uh, in that $10 million range. And so you could see something like that in terms of filling out the rotation. Uh, but overall, I mean, even still, uh, there's been a lot of uh, cutbacks already uh, on payroll for this team, um, you know, in terms of just dealing away guys like Josh Donaldson, uh, you know, that's obviously cutting down. They've lost now Jay Happ and, and Marco Estrada's expected to leave as a free agent. Free agent. So there's they've already done a lot. And then the, the remainder salary, they're, they're going to be stuck with for a little while. I mean, Troy T. Lewitsky's uh, still owed $60 million. Uh, Russell Martin still owed $20 million. Uh, those are guys that realistically they're not going to be able to trade unless they eat a lot of that money. Uh, so they have the flexibility to do that. Uh, you're just not going to see a $160 million payroll uh, like this team has been operating with uh, over the last few years. Awesome. Well, we'll be watching that that and that manager search pretty closely here over the next few weeks. Uh, thanks for joining us here, Gregor. I'm Brittany Giroli. That's Gregor Chisholm. 
tune in next time to MLB Extras. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.